Turnovers again have cost Pitt a very winnable conference game. Now with their backs against the wall, the Panthers must travel into the heart of the Atlantic Coast Conference in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. A loss will all but eliminate them from Coastal Championship contention. A win temporarily takes them off life support. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One healthy game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of October 29th, 2022, and this the hell to pit podcast i'm alan and i'm vince you know it is a bad game when it's more entertaining to squirrel the tweeter and see all the hot takes on the bad quarterback play pit lost and our losers right now in the acc not a good team gotta get down to it all though this week because again they are facing north carolina and it's our most dreaded week of the season so today vince i want to know what happened What can be done and who the hell this team actually is. We said we'd know a lot about Pitt after the Louisville game. I think we do. I'm interested to hear what you say. I have some thoughts. I have some questions. We need to get to it all right now. Yeah, a a lot of questions, and I don't think anybody's going to like any of the answers, (laughs) unfortunately. Just not not good all the way around. I cannot believe what, what I saw this past Saturday night. Can you not believe it, or did you not want to believe it? That those are those are two different things. Oh, was well. it a shocker? I don't know. Some of, some of it felt like it, it, it was all boiling up to what happened. I don't know. We, we got to break it down, and we're gonna we're gonna work through some things here together. And with all of you listening, we know you're frustrated. Uh, it's half of you, the, the normal size audience. We know after a big loss. So we, the masochists come back, or are they just the diehards? Whatever you want to call them. Thank you for joining us this week on the Hell to Pit podcast. Let me carny bark at you and let you know that you could follow us at H2P Show on Twitter. Email us, hail2pitpodcast at gmail.com. If you're here, you already know the ways to get in touch and interact. So we thank you, but tell your friends. We appreciate all your feedback there. And of course, everybody with the doomsday and the hot takes. And everything in between on Panther Lair and Reddit. We love lurking. We love interacting there too. So appreciate all you Pit fans, wherever you may be. And we also thank our sponsors who are joining us and seeing how sad we are here on our call today. Vince, hand over his eyes. Can't even believe it still. Hasn't even said hi to our producers yet at Pretty Easy Podcast. But they understand after a loss, Vince won't look us in the eye. I will because I like to mask my pain. Pretty Easy Podcast will work with you however you deal with a loss or a victory. And if you come manic, depressed, they don't care. They're going to make sure your podcast sounds great. And they're going to make sure you get the show done and it sounds exactly how you want it to sound that's right you you could do a show with a producer at an affordable rate you don't need to be a part of some big radio conglomerate or podcast company you could be independent and work with pretty easy podcasts they'll help you do everything you need to do 
get your podcast going and sounding consistent, great, quality, and also have fun doing it, go to prettyzpodcast.com right now to get started. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. They do not really help with, you know, pit losses. Sorry, everybody, but you're not going to, whatever you do with the show is not going to help the fact that Pitt lost to Louisville by two touchdowns, embarrassing finish, and embarrassing performance by the offense, and really a rough night to be a Pitt fan, Vince. I think this loss hurts worse than the Georgia Tech loss because we've seen losses like the Georgia Tech loss at that exact kind of part of the season. Yeah. It's just not yeah. Pitt's best moment, that part of the season. This game, though, was where a lot was riding on it, and uh, to now be one and two in the conference, no good. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of the stuff that you know, in this game uh, you know, that that kind of led to the led to the loss. But but Alan, what you said, um, it just you know how disappointing this loss was. You know, you're coming off a bye week, and a lot of guys just did not look prepared in this game. I mean. You know, Jalen Barden, wide receiver, we talked about him, uh, how, you know, with Jalen Bradley transferring, you know, how he was going to have to be a guy to step up. A lot of the plays, he didn't know where to line up. Slovis was constantly, you know, barking at him saying, get over here, get over there. Uh, just I, 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 that's just inexcusable to me coming coming off of a bye week on the on the sack fumble. That, that led to a touchdown that that basically ended the game. Gabe Hoy didn't even come out of his stance. Uh, didn't even come out of his stance. I, it was there. Uh, it just didn't know the the, the cadence or, or whatever it was. Uh, you know, I, I have a whole lot that I'm unhappy with as far as all the the shuffling of offensive linemen is concerned. I know there's there's injuries uh, and and all that stuff, uh, and they're trying to you know get guys playing time and find the best combinations. But out of a guy who is a you know a super senior uh, and and. Uh, on that, I mean, you you just can't have that. It, they just did not look prepared. I mean, there's a lot of disappointing stuff in this game, Alan. But but that to me, uh, I'm not saying they weren't fired up for the game, but it just there was just too much uh, uh, self inflicted wounds in this one. Yeah, and that's why I bring up maybe we didn't want to believe that this was going to happen because there have been the signs of this exact outcome occurring. And this being the identity of the Pitt Panthers this year, because we have railed on it. Penalties, miscommunications, and really just stupid self-inflicting wounds for the Pitt Panthers consistently now through seven games. And that's kind of what we should have expected, but we didn't want to believe it because we're coming off of a ACC championship, I think. And now we, I think, have well, swallowed that bitter <laughs> pill. We should now identify the Pitt Panthers as an undisciplined, uh, football team that is just not capable of getting out of their own way and making really stupid mistakes that that just st- prevent them from beating teams they should beat because yeah, talent wise it, they have it but this yeah. is just not a, a mentally prepared team exactly and whatever you want to put that on uh coaching staff uh overconfident players i i don't know where you put it most people are going to say coaching 
And I guess you're going to be right there because when you're losing to a team in Louisville that you definitely should have beaten, but you lost by two touchdowns, all because you were throwing terrible interceptions, you're missing blocks, you're missing assignments, you don't know where to line up, and you're having penalties on offense constantly throughout the entire season. That's just who Pitt is. Yeah, yeah, and – yeah, and all this, I don't, you know, we didn't want to believe that they weren't going to be this good. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because before the season started, you know, we said this team had a legitimate chance to repeat as ACC champions. They had a legitimate chance you know, to even make the playoff for crying out loud. And you know, even after their first loss, when they went, you know, toe to toe with the Tennessee Volunteers, who were ranked you know, in the top three in the whole country, you know, we said, you know what, hey, you know, if it wasn't for for that Slovis going down and Patty going down, you know, they would have won this game. And you're still feeling pretty good about them. But, if, man, you know, <laughs> has everything just really went downhill since then. Uh, but at the same time, Alan, I, and I want to ask you th- this question here, uh, you know, if you look at this, you know, some of the numbers from this game, you know, Pitt won the time of possession. You know, thirty-six minutes uh, of possession. Yeah, you know, they they had more first downs. You know, they 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 had the yardage advantage. If it wasn't for those three, uh, t- those three red zone turnovers and that sack fumble at the end of the game, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that, Pitt, you know, wins this game not not in a blowout fashion by any stretch but they you know even if they score on half those drives or just get field goals <laughs> uh yeah they end up winning this game and what you know what are we saying at this point you know, uh yeah they're still not great but they're still finding ways to win because they're just more talented that's the uh, line that those numbers you're right you bring up the perfect indicator of who this team is though that the the, the turnovers right there in the red zone Winning in pretty much all statistical categories except the turnover battle, which is all important, uh, that's who Pitt is. They are the superior team in, in a lot of cases. Offensively, even, they're able to control the game a little bit, look okay, and then they just sabotage themselves consistently. It just consistently happens. And those throws by Slovis must be acknowledged. They were acknowledged at halftime. And like I said at the top, I was just enjoying watching people react to those interceptions more than actually watching Slovis try to get his stuff together because you just felt like he wasn't going to. If you're making those throws, something's up. You're seeing ghosts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, That was a quarterback who was just totally out of it in that game and really was not the guy to be, I think, in – he shouldn't have been in there in the second half for Pitt. I know Nick Patty's banged up. I know Yarnell's so inexperienced, but my goodness – Slovis looked just uh, totally un- not able to do what was needed to be done in that game. Yeah, and, and coach, you know, coach in the, in after the game and and you know, the press conference on Monday, you know, he said, "Yeah, this uh, you know, Keaton Slovis is still our guy. He's still the best quarterback we have." Well, that performance that may be true, but that performance that we had uh, in the second half there specifically, Nate Yarnell could have done that. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, you can and, call the game around Nate Yarnell and and 
disguise things and 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 cradle him and still be effective and, and against Louisville in and, that game and, and the and way that they called the game against uh, Western Michigan. And, and it's crazy because you know on that first drive, you know they're moving the ball so well, and 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 you know he had Daniel Carter open underneath. All he's got to do is just dump it off to him. It's an easy first down, and they probably score on that drive. But instead, it's an interception. I mean, I mean, it just you know one play just changed uh, yeah, everything. Even though they did score on the next drive, you know, it just throwing just, bullet passes on planned screens. Oh totally. my god, that was yeah. That's another <laughs> one. That's I mean, that was you know basically a turnover. Uh, happy, that that it's, play. It's, it's happy feet. It's being all up in your head it's seeing things that aren't there it's a whole litany of things with Slovis that just you could you, any fan watching that game could see this guy is just struggling and having him work through it I, I guess because he has the experience you might you want to trust him and the talent but my goodness it was it was really I mean I just couldn't even believe it was as close at the end as it was and the score ends up indicating that it wasn't that close because of that sack fumble. But Pitt, man, relying on Slovis to be the leader, he's not be, he's not playing up to the task. I think we all have to say that he, he is the best quarterback on this on this team. Sure, well, yeah, that's a, that's the but thing. He's not I, he's not leading the team well. well he doesn't I, have any. He's not getting anybody else fired up. He's not delivering himself. He's not being reliable. And there's just no accountability because there's so many penalties, there's so many mistakes being made all over the field. From it's not just Slovis. Receivers are dropping balls and fumbling. Running backs are fumbling. Linemen are holding and and false starting and not getting out of their stance. That whole offense, all over the place, mistakes, issues. But it starts with Slovis because there's I don't think there's confidence yeah. in him amongst the team. I don't think so either, and I, I see a lot of people blaming Signetti, and and we'll get to that later on. But Alan, I don't think so. No, I mean he's. I think, I think he he called a good game. Yeah, no you way. Know, it's I, his I mean, fault. you look at you look at some of those play calls. Uh, you know, some of those drives. You know, they moved the ball for sure. Uh, you know that that wild hog formation that they had. You know, I, I'm I, I'm not. I mean that. It was effective. I think they yeah. were maybe using it a little too much, but but it they, was. Effective. I think they had to because they, it, that was Signetti. I think acknowledging that Slovis wasn't the best option. But you know, at the they, end, but at the end of the day, I mean, the guy, the guys on the field got to execute, and it just it just didn't happen. It, you can't blame Signetti because you see the, the turnovers were in the red zone. The team matriculated the ball into the red zone, and then they didn't execute, and they made mistakes and turned it over. It's not his fault. Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, I, I don't those think passes. So. Man. Uh, it it just yeah, and to to just it's not like oh the defender made this great play on the ball. No, it, these were thrown <laughs> into double triple coverage, yeah. and especially disappointing when there were guys open, uh, that he could have thrown it to instead. And you know we talked that first game against West Virginia Allen where. We said so. Slovis was not getting the ball, rid of the ball quick enough. He was taking too many sacks. Well, <laughs> some of that sacks would have probably saved this team yeah. in, in this game. Uh, j- just extremely disappointed uh, in this offensive performance. Uh, you know, yes, they did move the ball, but the execution just not there. Yeah, it is. If you what, if you want to label it, you could. I I think you could give it the worst. Uh, you know, alliterative. Uh, label you want, and if you know what I'm talking about, I think you do. 
That's what Pitt's offense is right now. No bueno. Really hard to watch. And then defensively against Louisville, Pitt's defense, I mean, that, that unit showed up, I thought. They made yeah. a bunch of key stops. And they 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 played well. Well enough it, it, to win. Really yeah. helped what 17 points. Yeah, and and you know, they scored on two of those kind of trick type plays and they got yeah. guys wide open there. On the one scoring drive, there was that pass where it appeared to me that the guy's foot was out of bounds. Uh, even after reviewing it, I'm still not quite sure how that but whatever. At the end of the day, you know, uh it, the, you know, I thought that, yeah, they certainly played good enough to win. It's just, and the thing you you aren't, and maybe it's a little masked a little bit. They're not getting those splash plays like they have. But to me, Alan, it, when the offense is not threatening, uh, your opponent doesn't need to take any risks. It's not like they need to, you know, throw it in the tight coverage or, 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 or you know, be really aggressive. They don't need to do that. You know, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, just it's a, it's a classic situation of make the other man make a mistake. Yeah, this defense, you know, goes out and, the, and they perform well enough. They're not, like you said, making the splash plays. They're not maybe taking the, the big risks as much either because they know that they, they're playing tighter. You got to play tighter when you're. Uh, being relied upon your offense is only scoring 10 points and you have no confidence in what they're doing on that side of the ball so it it's a team game but still the defense held up their side of the bargain I thought and uh, held Malik Cunningham in check who took his chances was inaccurate ran the ball you know somewhat effectively I think he could have done better uh, but Pitt really did a great job I thought of containing him and being in the right position I thought on the yeah. edge and linebackers uh, getting in the way, you know, the trick play, obviously, um, good call there at, at the right time, at the perfect yeah. time. But, you know, Pitt's defense, I can't really, with especially comparing them and in the same, in this same show right now, having to devote all this energy to just how truly abysmal the offense is. <laughs> I can't really dedicate that any kind of energy to critique the defense because – Really, there's there if, if there is something there to be upset about, I why even bother when all the focus, at least I think, from the coaching staff needs to be on how to score some damn points uh, when yeah. your team when you have a running back like Israel Abanacanda who still got got it in the end zone and still got over a hundred yards, um, but you just are unable to punch it through and you're shooting yourself in the foot that much to so be that undisciplined. I don't know. Whose fault is it? Because Narduzzi's defense is disciplined. They, they were very disciplined in this game. Yeah. The offense, though, who does that fall on? Is it his fault? Is it Signetti's? Is it – I think when you're when you're that undisciplined, when you're making not just penalties but mental mistakes, classic Gabe Hoy just standing there. Three, four, a guy runs by oh him and God. ends the game. I hate that I was right about that, that, that player. But it's a bummer. <laughs> But when that's happening, I think that that gets into the mental side of the game, and that's like confidence, that's trust, that's all sorts of issues for Pitt's offense. I, I think we're now midseason, Vince. I don't think anyone in, on the field, the teammates, I don't think that his teammates ever bought into him as a leader at, when it comes to Slovis. It doesn't yeah. look like no one's playing for him, and he's not playing for anybody. He, he's taking his licks. But I think taking all those hits, 
maybe there's some disconnect, uh, a lack of trust. And do you think it was maybe just, blaming. you know, we got this pretty boy coming in from California, yeah. and, and we'd rather have our, our guy, Nick Patty, who yeah. stuck it out and beat yeah. you. Know? I, I don't know. I, it's... That's that's all stuff you can't you can't. Uh, there's nothing to pinpoint it. It's all speculation. Yeah, we, we it's know. all I mean, guessing. It's just, but some one of those things has to be true because when you're when your offense is that talented, they do well, have talented I, players. But to perform that way, I, I I feel like I say this every week that they were so dynamic those first two games, and then it it just all has has collapsed and and it. I think that you know whatever Slovis's you know injury problems were, you know has has just really affected him, uh, really affected him, and I, I I firmly believe that if, I I can't think I I can't believe Nick Patty dressing is an indication that he is a hundred percent healthy because I think if he was he would have been in there and I think he would have been in there a long time ago. Uh, well, it's just, we know Narduzzi will dress guys who are not a hundred percent just uh, yes, to give yeah, them a he, uniform and a helmet for yeah, whatever he's, reason. He's done that. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, I just I don't know. Uh, it's and it's it's certainly going to have to turn around soon, Alan, because uh, they have a a tall task ahead of them this week, uh, where I feel pretty confident saying that that uh, ten points again will not get it done. I would assume so because it is North Carolina, and that means Pitt needs to be at their best. They're going to be in for a dogfight with a team that is looking as good as people thought this team could be. They're, they are reaching their p- potential and probably exceeding it right now, UNC. 6-1, and one, top 25 team. They did lose to Notre Dame, which is... A real blemish on a record for a team yeah. trying to build a re- resume. Losing to Pitt would be a pretty terrible blemish for them as well. But is Pitt capable of beating him? Sure. Going into this game with Slovis at quarterback, I don't know how confident I am, Vince, or hopeful. This is going to be really, really tough to keep up with North Carolina because yeah. I don't think the defense – I mean, unless they score, it's going to be tough to hold them to yeah. 17 points the way they did Louisville. Yeah. yeah, North Carolina not good on defense, giving up 475 yards a game, 34 points. Uh, but they're scoring uh, 42 points a game, uh, putting up five, over 500 yards a game. Uh, it, what's interesting, Alan, we talked about last week, Louisville, how they were 3-3 three and three coming into that game, and they could have easily been a 5-1 and one team. Well, you got North Carolina 6-1 and one here, uh, they only won their last two games against Duke and Miami by three points. Uh, that Duke game, extremely close. I had to come from behind to win that. I mean, North Carolina could easily be, you know, a four and three team, uh, just that's, like Pitt coming into that's this one. ACC football, man. Let's give it up to it, the ACC and the line being razor thin between being quality and subpar this year. Yeah, it, it, it is. There's a fine line in the ACC and. Yeah, North Carolina right now they're they're setting themselves uh, you know away from the pack. Uh, have not lost an ACC game uh, this year, and with not too many left, uh, they're they're looking to win that coastal d- division. And uh, it, with quarterback Drake May, it looks like they may do that. This guy uh, making a lot of people forget about Sam Howell, Allen, yeah, uh, putting up all kinds of yards rushing and 
passing, leading rusher on this team, Allen, quarterback again. Uh, I've watched a lot of North Carolina games this year. Um, Not a ton of designed runs uh, from what I saw, but uh, this kid had no problem uh, going out there and and creating and making a play on his own. Uh, They are going to be tough to stop, no doubt about it. Yeah, and they're and they're uh, consistent. I think across the board, like they have Josh Downs is his favorite target, but yep. everyone on that offense, much like the Pitt offense last year, just lots of quality receivers who can make big plays. Uh, Antoine Green makes makes some huge plays for them. Averages like twenty something yards a catch and is making a big play every time that guy catches the ball. Uh, Drake May has the tools, and that's why this team is. Looking good offensively, defensively. Again, Pitt played a, a team that defensively very, you know, me- mediocre or bad last week, and they went out and made Louisville and Yaya Diaby look like just the juggernauts of the ace. They look like what everyone <laughs> calls Clemson. They look like a Clemson defense against Pitt, um, but against North Carolina, Slovis will have. Open guys, he will have a chance to to score points, but keeping up with Drake May is going to be tough, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting. You got the the new young guy who's making ever making waves. Keaton Slovis used to be that. This guy's got to be going into this game with a chip on his shoulder, not just yeah. because it's Pitt, North Carolina, but because I mean this has got to be the lowest point of Slovis's uh, college career after a loss like that against yeah. Louisville, minus I, his injury season at USC, I, of course. And I said this last week, Alan. I'm I'm still gonna I'll, I'll stand by my words. Is that I said if they could not, you know, uh, do anything offensively last week, giving. You know the the opponent that they were playing. You know the time to prepare. Then they're just not going to do it. And I I don't think they are. I I don't think this team uh, with with you know what they have going on personnel wise. You know at quarterback. Uh, you know given you know the you know the level that the offensive line's playing, the level that the receivers are playing. You know I it it just does not add up to a lot of points being scored at least through the passing game. Uh, I think that they are going to have to really rely on this running game and and hope that, that North Carolina just cannot stop it. And, and they're going to have to, yeah, you know, we always talk about, North, again, when they play North Carolina, how many points they need to score to win. Probably going to need to score at least in the 30s. As good as pitch defense is playing, uh, you know, you know, you're going up against a, a dynamic team. Who, who can score? They're going to put pressure on you. Uh, you know, there's going to be pass interference penalties. There's going to be that kind of stuff that you're going to need to overcome in order to slow this team down. The past couple times at home, Pitt was able to do that. The past two times, but you know, as we all know, extremely stressful game uh, against North <laughs> Carolina. Uh, this is, you know, I hate, you know, you always say, "Are oh, you going to need to outscore this team?" I don't know what it, they, they cannot pass the ball right now. Uh, it's too risky to pass the ball right right now. I uh, mean, they're going to have to. They're, they're going to have to. Uh, you know, they're going to have to really just r- really abandon that. I think and j- and just run it right at them and run it a- a- extremely effectively and hope you get a bunch of turnovers. I am going to come out and say though, do not abandon throwing the ball this week. And I would say come out with a similar type game plan you had against Louisville because one thing Pitt will have going for them against. The Tar Heels that they did not have against Louisville. The Tar Heels defense is, I I would say, anemic at best at getting to the quarterback. This team only has 12 sacks on the year. They don't put a lot of pressure on you. 
And I think Slovis could maybe be comfortable back there this week, more so than he has been, and and that'll lead to hopefully better decision-making. But even with time and room, Slovis has shown that he's you know kind of uh, going to be inaccurate or too conservative with the ball and i mean i just hopefully he hopefully he's just being encouraged to go out there and sling it and just put it all all out on the line and you know if you don't be worried about squeezing in throws to guys who are covered throw it to people instead of throwing it to you know just uh wide open defenders and with nobody near your guy uh, you know happy feet and well, a, a worried say, trigger finger. That's what he's I'm, got. I'm, I'm, Get unless you absolutely have to force it to somebody, you know, just take the open guy, uh, which, you know, they schemed guys open. Uh, yeah. Signetti was time. able to do Signetti that. Did well. Uh, the, uh, the, um, the play action was working in that game. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would keep doing that. Keep skiing guys open, hitting, hitting them, uh, hitting the open targets. Cause these guys, you know, once they do get the ball in their hands, they, they can, they can move the ball. Um, I, I think it's going to have to be a lot of that, you know, eventually you are going to have to stretch the field somewhat, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. I, the I don't North know. North Carolina I, I, defense, Vince is not good. It I know a, that. I know, but we are defense. we are not good. <laughs> yes, yes. The pit offense is not good either. But that doesn't mean I, I just don't think Signetti should abandon. We shouldn't be seeing wild hog, wildcat, whatever you want to call it, the entire game. I don't I unless Signetti and staff have completely lost faith in Slovis but still pl- want to play him for some reason. I think a similar game plan and just better execution will have Pitt uh be competitive in this game. And you know, hopefully scoring so. in the thirties and winning the ball game because that's what one, they one thing I will right? I will say look out for, and I'm interested to see if uh, you know t- teams. You know, now that it's like extremely obvious, you know, I would think North Carolina is going to try to stack the box. That may play in the Pitt's hands just a little bit because if a Banacanda could just break. You know what? There's not going to be any safety back there in order to stop him. Uh, so if you could just break through the line there, that that could be that that could be big. Uh, he's going to have to have a game of his life, I, I think, in order to. Uh, and and Rodney Hammond, obviously not you know 100% back, uh, still did okay. Uh, Vincent Davis had had a couple nice touches, but but a pain is just going to need to be the guy. Yeah, for sure. And the, the good thing is North Carolina is going to be deathly afraid of him. Pitt still has that. This is a team, I'm, say, I'm saying it again, talented enough to win this game. But the so far, seven games in, the track record shows they won't be prepared and they won't be mentally uh, tough enough, on offense at least, to keep up with North Carolina. The defense is going to need to be a little bit extraordinary in this game, I think. Vince and that's that means I think getting the ball and uh, getting it into good field positions not necessarily scoring but maybe a strip sack Haba might be due Vince I'm hoping for yeah so, some sort of big play by a defensive line a defensive lineman because uh, Pitt's going to need a play like that or two to uh, keep up with North Carolina given uh, how inconsistent the offense is so that's the type of game we're set up but it's we're going to get into picking it later it's only what a three point uh, a swing for yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, I got, I got a lot to shocking. talk about w- with regards to that. So we will uh, we will get to that at the end of the show. I, I, 
And that's what I've been waiting for all, ever since I saw that number. Biggest yeah, thing I, to I talk got about some, this I got week. some information on that, so we, we I will, usually we will do get not to care it. about that. But my goodness, three points after pitches lost to Louisville. Something might be up, so maybe we should be a little bit more confident. We'll get back to it, though, in just a minute. How about we go into my favorite place this week was the Pitternet. I loved it, Vince. It was great seeing all the anger and the thoughts and the reactions to the bad performance. That's when everyone shines the most. And we got some good stuff to talk about here as we dive headfirst into the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Tito's Panther on Panther Lair. Fire Signetti! <laughs> was there a lot of that on the Panther Lair this week? I, 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 yeah, I guess so. I yeah, I, I, as, as I said, I think this is ridiculous. Uh, I, I think I'm not saying he's the, the, you know, the best offensive coordinator we've ever had, but I think you know, yeah, I, I he think he is far from the issues that they're that they are having right now. Steel City champs on Panther Lair. This team and coaching staff talked a big game all, all offseason. Narduzzi pretty much threw his old OC under the bus in interviews. Now we have seen what has transpired on the field this season. Hopefully Narduzzi is humbled. Was Narduzzi talking a lot of trash on Whipple after he left? Uh, there was some... Not a... I mean, anytime a guy leaves the program for another program, I'm sure you're not happy about it. But. Yeah, there were some comments there, but uh, a lot of this is true. I mean, they, there were a lot of high hopes for this team. Um, is is Narduzzi going to change his ways? I doubt it. Uh, but this, uh, it is it is a little a little uh, yeah, disappointing. <laughs> That's the only only word I could describe. The season is not over. Let's see how it ends first. Far from, far from Narduzzi. I think he he's already humbled, but and his players are. But what do they? How do they react? That, that's what's what it's about. Because you could be humbled and then go into a shell, and then the, everything goes to hell. We don't want to see that, Steel City champs. We gotta build people up still, even though we are angry about the loss. P Mizzle eighty eight on Panther Lair. HL should fire him or cut co- for cause. Since he forced out Whipple and changed the offense to this garbage over personal differences. Fight it out in court. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to guess P. Mizzle 88's a lawyer. He's got <laughs> pit law. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if this is something that, that should be presented in front of a judge. But... You know, a, a loss is real bad when you got fans going, sue him. Sue him. I'm so mad. Bring him to court. I well, I will say this though that I, I, I you, what would this season have been like if Mark Whipple was the offensive coordinator? I think everybody's going to be asking that because does even without Jordan Addison, you know, how different would this have been? I think that's a you know they obviously miss Jordan Addison a whole hell of a lot, but uh, would this have been different? I, I think it, I'm not saying it would have been, I'm not saying it would have been better. I'm just saying it would have been different. Slovis might have been, he, maybe he himself would have been better off with a co- yes, coach like Mark. Yes, I agree like with that. Whipple. I That's, agree with that. I think the big thing overall, the team though, what would have would Whipple have had the offensive line playing better? 
I don't know. I don't. I. I don't think we could say. Plus, look at what he. What's he doing at Nebraska? Anything? Well, it, Got that's fired. one thing people need to. It, that system took a very long time to implement. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was implemented here, and it was re- running really well. Was that only Kenny Pickett? Maybe. Maybe not. But uh, I have to think that Keaton Slovis does appear that he would have fit in better at a. Mark Whipple style offense. Yeah, well, that's uh, never going to be figured out, but you could always speculate and uh, obsess. Or maybe over try it. to take it up in court if you have. Yeah, to. or you could, t- yeah, take him, take it up in court if you want. I rather just move on with the rest of the season and enjoy the chaos, embracing it uh, like I was on Saturday night, Vince. And I got receipts here. Here, as we're, we finish off of the internet here, I got highlights from. I was just on fire. F- copy pasting and sending vince tweets i was seeing and comments i was really enjoying that part of the game vince that that was my coping mechanism so i I got the receipts here to reread some of these i sent you david scott on twitter said slova should not be starting for Pitt anymore and that was uh after that second pick and then you got uh harry soros who's great uh great coverage of of pit sports even said i have to ask a logical question how long is the leash on Keaton Slovis? Is it time to experiment with a new quarterback? The pair of interceptions have been terrible, indefensible. Yeah. And that is as well said about those th- uh, throws as I think anybody uh, c- could point out. It, they were just indefensible. No quarterback should be making those. Slovis cannot play another snap this season. He's awful. That's Hobie Webster. Vince then <laughs> responded to me with the Panther Lair uh much more graphic on Panther Lair than Twitter. Uh, blank garbage, trash blank offense, flat out terrible. That's VJJ Punisher and a Panther Man just railing on, on that performance. Yeah, uh, first, too, too these many are all from the first. These are all from the first half, Vince. These yeah, too <laughs> many asterisks, really, to even say what they were. You know, no, I'm not even, even sure what words was, they were yeah. trying to use. I mean. <laughs> Uh, we got the Spider-Man meme of, uh, and it says Keen Slovis, Max Brown, Tino Sinceri, all pointing at each other, looking the same. I wouldn't throw Tino Sinceri in with that group, would you, Vince? Tino, uh, Tino liked to take a ton of sacks. Uh, Keaton appears to just want to force the ball. Now, Max Brown seemed to have been doing better, and then got hurt and was out for the year. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll revisit that at the end of the season. Fifth quarter, Pitt said, please get Slovis out of the game. Go with Patty. Again, I don't think Patty's playing again. I'd go with Yarnell if you're making the change. And then here are a bunch of good ones I found on Twitter, Vince. This is at ThompsonPhoto12. Sorry, but the Slovis experiment needs to end, just not working. He is making this team work too hard for Ws. Agreed. Ghost of Whip. Oh, no. Oh, no, the ghost of Whipple haunting Pitt forever. Keaton Slovis is blank dog water, dude. He can't read a field for blank and takes 33 years to decide what to do with the ball. 33 years, maybe longer, maybe more like 69. Walt, Vlat Harris, not Walt, Vlat Harris uh, at Panther Rants. This offense kind of reminds me of 07. Is he a shady? Slovis is Bostic. I don't know if it's quite that bad, but it is. <laughs> it, it, it did look like it a little bit on Saturday night. I look forward oh. to the day that Slovis is calling games with Billy Hillgrove. Vinny Schaefer 
on Twitter <laughs> said, I've had enough of Slovis. This guy stinks. Give me Yarnell. I'm with Vinny. I'd like to see Yarnell play, Vince. Give him a chance. When you are when you're already are kind of out of it in conference play, although uh, if you beat North Carolina, no. no. It, it would take a real crazy coastal year for Pitt to be back in contention. I don't, I don't know about that, Alan. I, I've been studying these uh, standings <laughs> here, and I will say this. I think if Pitt does win this game, uh, North Carolina has a tough enough schedule uh, that they could drop another ACC game before the year. They do have to play Wake Forest in a crossover game. Wake Forest, the top 10 team at the moment. Uh, I do think it is possible that Pitt could win some sort of crazy tiebreaker. That, of course, that They'd means have to they, win must, out. They, they would have to win out. Uh, and which, Syracuse is next week. Don't forget. I, I understand that. Uh, but uh, and that Duke, Duke game doesn't look too easy anymore. No, either. it don't. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's really a one game at a time type situation. But I will say that that scenario is still out there. They could still do it. Oh, right. mathematically, well, mathematically, I guess. But I like the one game at a time approach. And uh, oh, wait, we got a couple more here. Joe Lanzell said, "Replace Slovis with Hammond." I don't know if I'd go that far. I'd rather y- Yarnell than. Full on wild wildcat, and uh, a lot more gets Slovis out of there. So they were they were all calling for Slovis's head. What do you think of that? At H two P show, let us know uh, and tweet at us if you're still after you have digested the loss to Louisville before the North Carolina game or after the North Carolina game. Hit us up and let us know about your opinion on Slovis moving forward as the pit quarterback and when do you make the switch, if at all. It's a question we must ask, seeing how the offense has looked thus far this season. That's the Pitternet. They go nuts. And anybody will talk in the Pitternet. Around town, some people will just stay silent, or there's just more confusion, I think, on where people are coming out when you're person to person. It's harder to maybe express your thoughts. You can't edit yourself, Vince. And I, I will say Panther fans aren't on the same page right now about anything. Just like the offense isn't going into this North Carolina week. Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You believe how bad that pick quarterback looked last week? Uh, you know, he's still young and that, you know, I, I ain't jumping any conclusions yet. Mostly, you know, the offensive coordinator's fault anyway. You sure about that? A kid with pedigree like that, you shouldn't be throwing all them picks, you know? Wait, which quarterback are you talking about? Well, which coordinator are you talking about? Hell to pit. So that's what the Insers are saying. A uh, whole lot of bad offense being played uh, by Pittsburgh teams at the moment. Uh <laughs> questionable offensive coordinators, questionable quarterbacks, nobody quite sure what the head coach is doing. Uh, but you know, hopefully we could turn that around uh, this week all around the city, regardless uh, which team you're talking about. Uh, Alan, we had a huge weekend of college football last week. Uh, tons of big games, really exciting. Uh, this week, not as many uh, but we are going to be getting warmed up for some big battles coming on, on down the pike. Uh, but there are a few games I want to run through real quickly with you. 
uh, for this weekend. Oh, college football. Don't you dare be expecting me to pick winners each and every single week. I, I did okay last week, Vince, but I still think uh, of the games we selected, a losing effort. TCU did go out there and whoop on K-State last week, so I'm still I'm still digging the horny toads right now, but they're not on the slate for this week for the big games. We got a, a, a big one in the Big Ten, uh, a mediocre one, I guess, in the Big 12 that we're going to get to. And then watching the Vols walk the tightrope. Yeah, on paper, not as big of a week this week after what last week was was no. amazing. And also rest in peace to my dreams of USC and UCLA facing off with either team being undefeated. Yeah, yep. Uh, <laughs> it's our first non-Pac-12 big week. There's no yeah, big Pac-12 it, it game. It is. Uh, uh, there, trust me, there will be some big uh, Pac-12 games coming up. Uh, in the coming weeks, I'm sure of it. Uh, but you know, we'll go to the Big Ten, a big noon kickoff. Uh, number two, Ohio State, uh, laying 15 and a half on the road against number 13, Penn State, in Happy Valley. Uh, this is uh, basically uh, Penn State has to win this game uh, for the uh, Ohio State Michigan game, not to determine who's going to win that big uh, Big Ten East championship. Um, I, I guess I'm not too surprised that, that Ohio state's only a 15 and a half point favorite here. Penn state, uh, you know, beat up on Minnesota with their backup quarterback last week. Um, to me, Ohio state, just another level. I understand Penn state's got some pretty good defensive backs, but the, the, the number of, of quality wide receivers that Ohio state is throwing out there. Uh, they're going to get theirs, uh, and I think this is too much. I I, I think uh, Ohio State will will win this by a couple scores. I yeah, I like that uh, that cover too. Penn State uh, in their big moment against Michigan, they fell and they were handled pretty easily. And you know, with uh, even with good receivers, I mean, how many good quarterbacks have these receivers faced at Penn State or these DBs faced at Penn State? Uh, you know, uh, Brown and, and, and Wheatley, you know, quality safety, sure. But I just don't – I don't think uh, they're going to be able to make the type of plays you need to play – make against Ohio State to uh, obtain victory, let alone cover against a team that's looking as tough and mean as any team in the country. Uh, probably going to the college football championship of all championships against Georgia, if you ask me, Vince – the way they're playing right now, I got Ohio State winning. Give me, oh, well, Michigan put, what, 41 up on Penn State? Yep. I'll say Ohio State wins 42 to 20. Okay. Uh, in the Big 12, uh, number nine, Oklahoma State Cowboys getting two points. Uh, this is actually down to one and a half uh, in uh, the Little Apple against number 22, Kansas State. Alan, uh, this I say I feel like I'm saying this every week. This is a Big Twelve eliminator. Uh, yeah. Both these teams with one losses: TCU way at the top, Oklahoma State surviving uh, a comeback win over the Texas Longhorns last week. Uh, the, Epic. Lo- the loser of this game uh, will have two losses and uh, not own the tiebreaker here. So this is a, just a massive game in the Big 12. Uh, very interesting. I'm looking at the Westgate at right now, Alan. Uh, this game opened 
uh, with Oklahoma State as a one-point favorite, uh, and it's been bet down uh, to now Kansas State is the favorite here. Wow. Uh, uh, kind of surprising. I don't know if it's that Kansas State at home. Uh, they are tough at home, no doubt about that. Uh, maybe their defense is enough to slow Oklahoma State down. Uh, I, I I am going to kind of lead with Kansas State here. Uh, uh, they're yes, they couldn't go up against that high flying offense of uh, of TCU, but they I think they have enough uh, their running game with Deuce Vaughn to muck it up a little bit and get a victory. I'm going with with the Pokes. I I think this is uh, going to be an interesting matchup. Kansas State. I like I liked what I saw out of them against TCU. Gave them a scare. Um, we're up in that game, and uh, eventually the yeah the horny toads crazy offense and just toughness of Max Ho Duggan came through, and now they're facing Spencer Sanders and this Oklahoma State offense that equally just firepower, just 30, 35, 40 points, 60-something points in games. Um, so I just, in the Big 12, I'm always going to side on the team that knows how to score more consistently, and that's why I'm going to go Oklahoma State to win uh, 42 to 37. Give me. Okay. Uh, in the SEC, number 19, Kentucky, a 12 and a half point underdog at, at, in Knoxville against number three, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's got Georgia on deck next week, Alan. Uh, Georgia, they got the cocktail party this week. Uh, Kentucky, I, I just, I just can't see them having enough firepower to, to stay with this, this Tennessee team at all, unless Tennessee's really looking ahead here. I understand, uh, you know, uh, is Kentucky, you know, a, a decent running team um, and plays some decent defense. But I, it, this to me, I, something just smells about this line. I would have thought this line would have been well up over two touchdowns. Um, no. I, uh, but those, those desert people, they, they know more about this than I do. Uh, but I'm I'd still lean with the volunteers here. I mean, I'm picking them to win, but I I I understand the line. I think this Kentucky team plays good enough defense, and we've seen okay. if a team like Pitt can can you know hold Tennessee to no points and a half, they are they are human. This is not this offense is clicking, but they're they're stopped. You can stop them with the right the right scheme on offense. So possession and executing, it's going to be interesting to see Levis in a big spot like this. I mean, he's in games like this all year long, putting uh, the tape out there, trying to be one of the big draft picks at quarterback. But if he gets this win, that'll be career, college career defining, pro, a huge boost to the program, a lot on the line for Kentucky against the Vols this week. And, of course, the Volunteers are trying to walk that tightrope, ride the lightning all the way to the SEC championship and it's going to be a thrill ride the entire way for them. I don't see it being a blowout as good as they've looked. Uh, man, I, I think Kentucky's defense can match up and hopefully uh, for them get some turnovers to keep it really close. But I still got the Vols winning. I'm going to say 26 to 19. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it'll be that, that close or that low scoring, but we'll see. Uh, Tennessee's defense, you know, uh, yeah, they gave up a ton to Alabama, but this year I think they have been pretty impressive. Uh, all right, the big game, Saturday night, 8 o'clock, ACC Network, the the one we've, we're waiting for here, the, the most stressful game of the year. Uh, Pitt, Pitt, a three-point underdog in How? Chapel Hill 
against number 21 North Carolina Allen and and to add up uh, just a little bit more intrigue to this so I've, I'm looking at, at at this line here three points as we're saying uh, pretty much three points everywhere you look uh, uh, three and a half at the win right now Alan but uh, I'm looking at the Westgate this line opened as Pitt was a four-point underdog and it has been bet down at at uh, at William Hill Caesars. This was opened as a four and a half point uh, underdog, and has been bet down to three. Allen, so some early support uh, for the Panthers here, enough to move the line at least, um, uh, with a total of sixty four and a half. So I guess they're you know they're kind of projecting a thirty four to thirty game here. Uh, certainly, after watching the game last week, you can't fathom Pitt scoring thirty points in in a game. Uh, uh, I I cannot understand this line whatsoever. Uh, North Carolina, you would think. Uh, you know they're going to get theirs in this game. Uh, it, you know as tough as Pitt can play against them, um, and and has shown the ability to to slow them down in recent years. Uh, North Carolina is scoring better than they have <laughs> in recent years, and it just with you know with the way the offense is is operating at this point, how how could they possibly you know keep this game that close? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different thoughts in my head on this, and then I I I think okay, well, how are they picking this game? How are they doing? They're taking away any emotion that I have or you and I have of this game. So take that out of our brain. Take the recency bias out of our brain and, and look at just not not the performance from last week, but overall through the season, the talent on the field. Take and then really assess it. Pitt has a defense that is capable of bigger plays than UNC's defense, so they could disrupt the game a little bit. Pitt's offense is capable of controlling the clock in this game, keeping UNC off the field, hopefully, so that would make sense. And when the pressure's on now in this moment of the season, this late in the season, where you're now every game creeping up, oh, man, we win this one. We're really in line for a championship uh, yeah. appearance in the conference more and more and more with that kind of pressure on a young, on a younger quarterback on a team like UNC, this moment for them is really big. It's a huge challenge for them against the ACC champs. So then you look at the three point line and it makes a little bit more sense, especially if you forget that Pitt looks so abysmal on offense against Louisville. And maybe that's not who the desert people think the pit offense really is. Maybe they but are it, better but, than what they. Look. But they didn't have great offense against Georgia Tech. They did not have great offense against you know Western Michigan against Rhode Island. You know they didn't look tremendous against Virginia Tech. It was an all time performance from Izzy in order to score all those points. I mean, this line, Alan, is saying that on a neutral field, Pitt would be you know a slight favorite. In this game, at Heinz Field, they'd be even a bigger favorite. At Akershire, <laughs> an even a bigger favorite. I, I mean, it just—I I, don't—I'm not—I'm not—I I, I, not, don't understand this at all. Um, if you did not tell me what this line was on this game, I would have said North Carolina would have probably been a ten-point favorite. Oh, um, I would have said may, eight, maybe, eight. May, maybe yes, may, yeah, somewhere between seven and ten points. Yeah, uh, you know, Pitt's defense, you know, is good enough to be worth something there. Um, but you know, the fact that they opened this uh, also as a, as a short line and and they got some immediate uh, uh, 
uh, money, uh, at least significant money, came in on the Panthers. Uh, it kind of tells me something. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna think positively here, and that something somehow, some way, no uh, way, we're gonna see an an all time performance uh, from Izzy again. And I wow. think we were going to see uh, the defense really rise to the occasion again and maybe get some more turnovers here and Pitt is going to win a a wild game that is going to be underscore uh, uh lower scoring by by you know North Carolina standards and I think somehow some way Pitt is going to win this game 27-26 wow that is that 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 is really uh, an influence on you then the, seeing that line. And, and- I, I, I don't I don't know any other way <laughs> to explain it. I, I respect those people a lot out there uh, in Las oh, Vegas. Uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't, but <laughs> I I understand. That's what I was I was saying. I understand the logic. I was that's what I was going through just there, working through it. But then again, knowing this pit offense as more intimately, I feel than even a desert person probably does. Uh, I just don't see it. I don't see how it translates on the road, how it gets fixed. I don't need just I don't I, un, I don't understand how the line is that mm-hmm. that low and I don't see Pitt winning unfortunately. I just I I have a, a real a real bad feeling about the rest of the season unless unless big changes are made uh to personnel and they start looking forward to maybe getting uh, other players reps it might be that kind of season for the last half of the season uh this game is going to be really tough i'm going to pick north carolina to win 33 to 16 over the pit panthers which makes a lot more sense if you were uh gonna make i bet i bet you would have been a lot closer too if i should have picked the game last sunday the day yeah, after oh, the game. If, if yeah at uh, you know at it's sunday and certainly saturday night i would have told you that this you know we're losing this game you know you know four, 40 to 10 or something like that and it, and it wouldn't and it still wouldn't surprise me yeah i do not expect to win this game uh at all but uh something just seems weird about this we've seen you know Pat and Arduzzi, especially his defenses, when they've been counted out, they, they've somehow risen up and made some big plays. It is not going to be easy. Uh, make no mistake about it. The ACC uh, definitely wants North Carolina uh, in that championship game. Against it's a fine Clemson, line. Uh, to have you know a, a one-loss team up, up there against an, an undefeated team. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, this is going to be an extremely tough game, extremely stressful, not for the faint of heart whatsoever. Uh, but I'll be turning tuning in uh, ACC Network eight o'clock prime time. What's the weather? Maybe they know something about the weather. Is there going to be is there going to be a random hurricane hitting North Carolina? <laughs> I uh, that I don't know. <laughs> in the middle of the game. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I if don't know. Dino Cook all- has anything to say about it. It will. If there's if there's anything I know too this season, Pitt under those bright lights a little too bright so far. But yeah. hopefully I am wrong, and hopefully that razor thin line in the ACC creeps its head up on the Tar Heels and the Pitt Panthers leave that 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 place uh, that house of horrors in October, leaving North Carolina with a victory, and that's what we're all hoping for, even under these doom and gloom circumstances. Let us know your predictions, and of course hit us up during the game. We love reading, especially when Pitt's losing. 
We needed that last <laughs> week at H2P show. I don't. <laughs> and of course, hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send the email, uh, Vince, you got anything left to tell uh, everybody before j- we just, head to North Carolina? Had to do it one more uh, time. Just throw out everything that happened last week. Positive thoughts only. Get ready for this big game. Get ready to pull off a big upset here and hail to pit. I think we'll leave it at that. The positive energy flowing from Vince going into this big one against the Tar Heels. Everybody enjoy it. Another game up for Narduzzi and the Panthers here in the ACC. And then coming back next week, we will prepare all of you for Syracuse. And, of course, recap the Pittsburgh Panthers against the, eh, what the hell, one more time, North Carolina Tar Heels. Until then, everybody, hail to Pitt. Pitt.